Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I am all about your money. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. I am uh, still feeling on edge after having skirted a giant jam just outside of SPH. How are your nerves this morning, Ryan Huang? Where is everyone hitting on a Friday? I have no idea, but towards towards Lorney Highway. Well, that's traffic <laughs> update for you. And... I guess it's that Friday feeling, so it is a good start so far. I am almost smelling the weekend around the corner. Have you got plans lined up? For the weekend, yes. Yes, it's hot pot weather, don't you think? <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> almost every other day, you've got a cool breeze. And I'm looking uh, forward to the weekend. I'm well, looking forward to hot pot, pot with a bunch idea. of friends. You know, the collagen base that leaves you feeling fully stuffed after. So, yeah. So, you're going to hang out with some friends too? I've... <laughs> got a kid to hang out with. I'm sending her for classes, um, acting class. So she's starting an interest in theatre. So this is after watching Wild Rice, um, the Snow White uh, musical. Was there a little girl on stage? Recently, yes. Oh, I uh, see. And then there was also the Pinocchio pantomime last year. So mm. she's getting interest into these plays. That is wonderful. What a wonderful opportunity for her. All right. I can't wait for her first production. I'll have a front row seat <laughs> for sure. We begin this morning in the world of retail with the story of a high-profile battle between a supermarket chain and one of the world's best-known brands. They're a company. They make snacks, soda pop, energy drinks, and much, much more. This is a story about higher prices and who should have to bear the brunt of them? This is a story about transparency for consumers and also access to goods. The companies at the heart of this corporate tussle are the French supermarket chain Cafu and the F&B giant PepsiCo. As of yesterday, Cafu has stopped selling Pepsi products. This includes Gatorade, Lay's, Ruffles potato chips, Lipton iced tea. The list goes on. And that's only a few of the PepsiCo products that consumers can no longer purchase at a Cafu. The French chain is putting notes on its shelves that say the products are no longer available due to, quote, unacceptable price increases. This seems like a pretty extreme step for Cafu to take. Walk us through the rationale. Yeah, the rationale for Cafu to do so it's really behind the values it holds dear, which is why it claims to bring affordable prices to consumers. That's why they are going to the extreme of banning rather than providing the option of all these products to consumers. Mm -hmm. So maybe a bit of a PR stunt as well, doing all these things. So what they have is an interesting take on how what has been happening last year, right? All the price increases on all the products. In some cases, your potato chips, those packets have gotten smaller. But it's legal. But here they are saying, hey, even though it might be legal, it's not really feeling right. You know, consumers deserve to know what they're getting, to be more transparent in that sense. And they are taking a stand, uh, taking a stand uh, against what they feel is excessive price hikes or excessive shrinkflation. So maybe it could set a tone for other brands. Yep. The tussle between Cafu and Pepsi actually... Historically, it started last year when the grocers started posting warnings on products that have shrunk in size yet increased in price. The label said hashtag 
shrinkflation. Now, I know I hate it when companies shrink the size of their products to cut costs. In this case, though, I bet PepsiCo is even more upset at being called out on this. I'd love to shop at a place that told me that I was essentially being taken advantage of by manufacturers personally. But if we take a step back and look at PepsiCo's business, there is no doubt that the cost of its ingredients have risen over the past year. Price hikes have also boosted its profits. So how do you think this tussle between PepsiCo and Carrefour is going to play out. Yeah, there's also that dynamic for many supermarkets. You've got house brands, right? When you take away a competing product, what else can you go for? The house brands or other brands that's on the shelf. So maybe that's one angle they're going for. Mm. Uh, so PepsiCo definitely is going to be at the losing end of the equation if they can't sell it. If They're not even on the shelves. So mm-hmm. if you look at the recent results, it has started to show they have, by and large, in the past few quarters, managed to pass on these price hikes to consumers. And they've had to raise prices. You know, the wages have been going up. The supply chain costs have been going up. They've had, had to raise prices. So you can't really blame them. But then there comes a point where, you know, how much is too much? Mm-hmm. And I suppose you've got that question coming to the fore a bit more this year as people start to feel a bit more fatigued about the rising cost of living and start to think or re-evaluate their priorities and spending patterns. So that's going to be quite dangerous for PepsiCo. When someone changes their spending patterns, it's very hard to change it back again. So it's definitely going to make them sit up and take notice and maybe rethink how much is too much. And if you look at the numbers in the past few quarters, for example, they've raised prices by 11% in the July to September period. Mm-hmm. That helped with the overall uh, revenue because they did see um, that being offsetting the drop in volume. So it did affect sales volume, but they say this is strategic. Um, they have to raise prices anyway, so why not? So that's something they might have to reconsider. Yeah, but to what extent? Double-digit price hikes PepsiCo made for seven consecutive quarters. Profits rose 14%. So where's that line between doing what you have to do and then taking advantage of the consumer? If we take a look at what investors think about this, in European trade yesterday, Carfu shares closed up half a percent. Overnight, PepsiCo shares finished down almost 1%. Now, I know that you are a Pepsi fan, Ryan. So would you stop shopping at a supermarket if they no longer carried your favorite soda? I would be considering it definitely to really? think about new choices. New year, new me, new choices. So you Why wouldn't not? stop shopping there, right? I, I mean, there are other choices on the shelf. I'll look for something new maybe. <laughs> maybe something I haven't tried before. Why not? Yeah. All right. We're going to walk now from the supermarket. Let's walk over to the pharmacy, specifically an American Walgreens or British Boots. That's because the Walgreens Boots Alliance has reported first quarter earnings that have come in above expectations. The retail pharmacy giant grows 36 billion US dollars during the three months ended November. So how did investors react and did they cheer this news? Yeah, you might expect better results to be a Boost for sentiment? Mm-mm. Not really. <laughs> That's because they also cut their dividends by a big chunk. So mm. it's slashed its dividend to 25 cents per share from 48 cents per share. That's a big time cut. And also worth noting, it's the first time they have cut dividends in nearly 50 years. Wow. So if you let it sink in, it's mm. quite a big milestone that they've had to do this. So definitely... As an investor, if you get less returns, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be too happy. 
Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So what do you think of Walgreens' move? Yeah, so if you look into the reasons and the details, it's pretty much short-term pain for long-term gain, I suppose. Yeah. What they are saying is they need the cash to tide things over, um, to strengthen their balance sheet, conserve their resources in case things don't really work out. So if you look at a dividend yield, for example, is now 3.9% down from more than 7%. So this is definitely going to change the attractiveness of its stock in the near term. But perhaps in the long term, it will put it in stronger footing to weather storms and adjust to new dynamics of the well, consumer landscape. Walgreens shares initially popped on news of this earnings announcement, but then investors must have looked a little closer. Walgreens stock fell nearly 12% during early trade overnight. It bounced back a little bit, shares finishing down 5%. I want to turn to... Next, the world of pharmaceuticals and weight loss drugs. Now, there is a lot happening in this space. One of the biggest headlines this morning comes from Eli Lilly and Company. It's starting a new service that is going to directly compete with medical startups. How so? Yeah, so it is really eyebrow raising. You don't even have to leave your couch to get these weight loss drugs anymore. So it's because Eli Lilly has started a website. People can order it directly from a drug maker and get it sent to the door. And if you've been following the headlines, weight loss drugs have been one of the biggest um, surprises in terms of upsides for 2023. It mm-hmm. really was one of the big in-demand items which helped many of the pharmaceutical names enjoy um, really good rallies last year. So going into this year, Eli Lilly off to a good start. People are thinking it's time to cut Wait, after a festive season of feasting, maybe it's going to be a good year for Eli Lili. I just did a show on it, you know, how to make 100,000 and lose 10 kg in one year. All right, so we have Eli Lilly wanting to sell obesity drugs directly to consumers. The pharmaceutical company Merck, in the meantime, is looking to join the weight loss drug frenzy. Merck's CEO told investors overnight that it is working on its own treatments and is looking at possible acquisitions. All right, I have time for one more headline, I think, before the check-in on markets. This time, I'm going to swing to the world of tech, and I have to say the look is not great here. Retrenchments are in the spotlight again. Who's the latest tech company to uh, lay off workers, Ryan? Yeah, I suppose you could say it's a copycat of sorts. Uh, Xerox! Mm. Well, (laughs) it's a tough one. Um, For anyone involved in the job cuts, 15% of his workforce, they are cutting 15% of their workforce as part of a restructuring. So it's all in the name of pivoting or shifting their focus to what's called business service offerings away from the so-called iconic photocopiers. In fact, Xerox is a verb in some places. So business services offerings will include things like managed services Mm -hmm. or software uh, platforms they have to help an office run. So that's something they are trying to focus more and of course, a lot of changes means a lot of um, new skills are required and old skills, not so much. So they've had to cut their global staff. Uh, as of the last count, that was about 23,000 employees. Mm. And you've got also in the pipeline, 
a new leadership team to come. Yeah. So that's all going to be playing out in the first quarter this year. You know, readers, I love reading a good book, but this is one of my least favorite words, retrenchment, such bad news for employees. But investors often like to see these cost-cutting measures. In this case, Xerox outperformed the market overnight. Its share price rose 4.6%. Let's check in on the broader markets now. The Nasdaq has logged its biggest losings, longest, I should say, losing streak in over a year. And the S&P 500 has fallen for a fourth straight session. The Nasdaq fell more than half a percent overnight. The S&P 500 dropped one-third of a percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average managed to eke out marginal gain. Let's look at corporate news up or down style. First up, a company, they make electric trucks. They're called Nikola. Up or down? It's going to be a I'll go with an up for me. Yeah, this is because it is making headway uh-huh. with a bit of a new sort of product that's starting to gain some traction. And this is around hydrogen. So Nicola, you might be familiar with, is an electric truck maker. And of course, people have been talking about EVs for quite some time. But mm. well, what about batteries that are um, centering around the Hydrogen fundamentals, which is pretty much how it's being fueled. Hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles. So they believe there's a big market for it and they've managed to sell their first 35 hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles to dealers. So that's showing some promise and investors are liking it. Nikola shares jumped as much as 12% overnight on news that it produced these 42 hydrogen-run electric trucks last year. Nikola's share price eased a little off its high, still finished up more than 7%. Let's look at Apple. It's been hit with a second ratings downgrade in less than a week. Yeah, double whammy for Apple. Two times this week, Mm -mm. and the latest downgrade comes from Piper Sandler for pretty much the same reasons. Weaker demand, especially in China. So iPhone... 16, not looking too good. iPhone 15 is not looking too good. And that's going to be a bit of an omen for any Apple supplier, vendor, tech part maker uh, Mm -hmm. that's going to be trading today. Yeah, this time Piper Sandler and co downgraded the iPhone maker from overweight to neutral. The investment firm is worried about Apple's handset sales. So Apple's share price fell more than 1% overnight. In the meantime, Microsoft is gaining on Apple, at least in terms of its market cap. The gap between the two companies is less than $100 billion. That is the smallest gap in more than two years. And that is leading some pundits to say, hey, Microsoft looks like it's back on track to overtake Apple as the the most valuable U.S. company. So that's a down for Apple in my book. Okay, I've been shopping a lot here recently, I have to say. Amazon. All right, Amazon is going to be an up and that's because they have managed to, well, get more market share in the festive season. 29% of online orders ahead of Christmas. And that bounced thanks to an upgrade mm-hmm. from upgrade off their delivery services, so faster speed. So effectively, people ordering last minute and they managed to capture the last minute ordering crowd because of their faster deliveries. So they've seen an increase from 21% to 29% in the 
holiday stretch in terms of global volume of online orders. Well, it seems like Amazon's investment in quick delivery is really paying off. That is an up for the e-commerce giant in my book as well. So the closer it got to Christmas, the more people who were late, uh, you know, in terms of getting their Christmas shopping done, shopped on Amazon. Its share of online orders spiked in the final days of the holiday shopping season. If you go back to Black Friday, at the end of November, Amazon captured 21% of online orders. That jumped by mid-December. Market share jumped to nearly 30%. Look at that. Let's bring the discussion closer to home now with Cycle and Carriage. Cycle and Carriage is going to start selling smart cars here in Singapore. It's all part of a tie-up with Mercedes-Benz and the Chinese auto giant Geely. Now, perhaps this will give a boost to shares of Jardine Cycle and Carriage, which are down about 6% over the past three months. What do you think? Yeah, it's a smart move. Well, this is a big one for second carriage and it's a tie-up between Mercedes-Benz and Chinese auto giant Geely. It's going to be available in the first half of this year. So it's going to mean more consumers or consumers can see more options in their showrooms mm-hmm. in time to come. Our last entry this morning is Citrium. What do you think, up or down? Yeah, Citrium is going to be... Mm, a down for me, not too good news. A wind farm contract has been cancelled and that is to the tune of $250 million. Mm-mm. So I suspect it could mean some pressure on the stock today. Definitely down for the offshore marine engineering group, losing that $250 million US dollar contract. Norway's state-owned energy company, along with the oil giant BP, have cancelled the deal, which would have seen the development of a new offshore wind farm just off the coast of New York City. They say the economic conditions are not right. Down for Citrium in my book. Our last word today belongs to Microsoft, everyone. For the first time in 30 years, Microsoft is adding a a new button to its keyboard. It's called the Copilot key and it activates Microsoft's AI Copilot service. The new button is situated just to the right of the space bar. It'll start appearing on new computers at the CES tech conference in the coming days. I'm excited about this. This is a shortcut that will help users write emails, summarize text, even create images, all with the help of an AI Copilot. So do you think this is all hype or something that is bound to become secondary? nature in time. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that will feature in almost every product in time to come. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, a new button, the first or last time they've done something like this was nearly 30 years ago when we had a Windows Start Key button. So, it is a sign of the times. This is the next big, next big thing. It is indeed. Uh, when you think about it, the modern keyboard is much more than simply typing. I, d- I don't pay much attention to keyboards these days with what Apple has done and moved the keyboard up to your screen. What do you think? Yeah, I am also wondering, right, you've got a Windows key. It's the shape of the Windows logo. What will the AI button look like would it just be AI or they have a fancy robot emoji or I think it looked like a plane co-pilot you know? oh yeah that's a nice one co-pilot yeah. I think at the start though it's going to be clunky and not do what it promises to do what do you think yeah I've seen buttons appear on for example the Samsung phone the Bixby oh, phone okay. people found it a bit cumbersome in the wrong place as well so <laughs> maybe it'll take some getting used to like how often do you actually use the Windows button after 30 years you don't really yeah, when you mentioned it I looked down and couldn't find it <laughs> so maybe 
there is a chance they might have to rethink the design of how all this works as well. Maybe it's going to be more touch screen somehow. I just found a button. Okay, fine. It brings up, what does it mean? Bring up shortcuts and navigate menus. You learn something new every day. Away with buttons, I say. Away as a whole. But I will still be checking out uh, this Microsoft Keyboard AI Copilot. I think it's a sign of what is to come for sure. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.